Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You're listening to the Reinvention Project with Jim Rome podcast. Welcome to episode 59 of the Reinvention Project with Jim Rome. What's cracking? How is everybody doing? I miss connecting with you all and chopping it up. Just know this, it's not because I'm not committed. I am. In fact, more so than ever before to create compelling and useful content that you can apply to your own reinvention, transformation, and self-actualization. In fact, I've never been more consumed and committed to living with a great sense of urgency and intensity than I am right now. I am on a mission a mission of reinvention, a mission to ensure that the next 25 years of my life are my best 25 years, a mission to ensure that the best years of my life physically, mentally, emotionally, creatively, and spiritually are in fact in front of me and not behind me. And I believe that. I believe they are. In fact, I know they are. But again, only if I do the work, the hard work on myself. Now, I can only tell you what's worked for me. And I can only share with you what I've learned since I started this process nearly two years ago. I don't know everything, and I certainly don't know what I don't know, but here's what I do know. I believe this with every fiber of my being. There are no shortcuts, no hacks, no magic pills, and no injection that you can get from some guru to get you where you want to go. It just doesn't exist. And that's not how I got where I am, and that's not what's going to get me where I need to go or to become the person that I need to become. The people who are in the arena, achieving the greatest success in any walk of life, go hard. They go all in, all out, and they do it every single day. No days off. And they don't do it for a week to start the new year. They don't do it for a month or six months. It's not the creation of a new habit or two. It is a lifestyle. It's an identity. It's who they are and what they do. And what they do are hard things every single day. The things that you don't want to do every single day. And it's not only what successful people do, it's what happy people do. It's what fulfilled people do. It's what contented people do. It's what driven people do. And by the way, they don't do it for the nice ticker on their wrist or that exotic whip or that mansion on the hill. Nothing wrong with those things. I've wanted those things. I've had those things. I still have some of those things, but those aren't the things that make you inherently happy, at least not in my experience. They're cool, enjoy them, and the dopamine that comes along with them, and then don't apologize for them if you've earned them legitimately. Just know, the real rush, the real dopamine comes from doing the work, from not giving in, from deciding who and what you wanna be, and then reverse engineering that life and then developing a program for achieving it. Then you commit to that program and you go all in. You create your new norm. You create your new standard. And you remember, standard over feelings, always. It just doesn't matter how you feel. You do the job, you fulfill the promise you made to yourself and those around you. You lead from the front, at home, 
at work, and in your community, and you train. You train your mind, and you train your body for life. Because life is hard. Life's hard, and life does not discriminate, and life will show up and sucker punch you. It's not a question of if, but it's a matter of when. The question is, will you be ready when it happens? So yes, it's been a number of weeks since I pushed out an episode here, and it's not because I'm not committed. It's because we moved to a new platform host. I'm thrilled to say that Cloud10 Media is our new partner, so we've had some administrative things that we had to tend to, and that's why I was dark for a little bit of time. That's why off the very top of this app, I sort of just shot out a bit of a stream of consciousness. So let me dial you in on a few more things that I'm thinking about as we start a new year before I get to an absolutely amazing conversation and an amazing guest. Here are some things that I'm thinking about and working on to start what I consider to be one of the most critical years of my entire life, personally and professionally. Top priority. I am not going to complain about anything ever again. That is part of my new norm. That's part of the standard. And again, standard above feelings. If you see me in public or in private or giving a speech or I complain about anything at all, you check me hard on that. I am looking to improve as quickly and dramatically as I can. And I think one of the quickest ways to do that is just to decide not only to flip the negativity that I give into at times, because I do, I'm going to eliminate that shit altogether because that's exactly what it is. Shit. Listen, maybe you don't hear it from me. Maybe my friends don't hear it from me, but I do. Negative self-talk. My family does. So no more complaints about anything ever. And as long as you're above ground, the hell is there to complain about anyway? And if you're in the ground... Probably nobody's going to hear your complaints. So I'm determined to never complain about anything ever again. It demonstrates a lack of toughness and discipline. Man, don't complain about it. Fix it. And what I'm about to say, and the process for doing what I'm about to say, would probably take a year or years of podcasts to describe and break down. It's a big swing. And I'm talking in very general terms, and I haven't broken it down yet for you in terms of what it would involve or how to do it. And that would be my goal for future episodes. But my big reveal and my overriding perspective of who I am and where I am right now is this. I'm still not as far along as I thought that I would be. Obviously farther along than where I started, but sometimes it's still one step forward, two steps back, or two steps forward and one step back. It's annoying. I don't want any more steps back. I am sick of steps back. So I'm going to decide. I'm going to decide right now. I'm hitting reset on the whole damn thing. I'm putting that old dog that you've been listening to down for good because letting that chump live any longer the way he is really is cruel and inhumane. Today is January 27th, 2023. Day fucking one. Sorry for the profanity, but sometimes it is the only word to convey the emotion of the moment. Day freaking one. And yes, I have conveyed similar messages in the past, but I am done today. And I hope you join me in this. Day freaking one. Today we decide. Today we commit. Today we go. I have wasted more time than I care to admit. And no, this will not be easy, 
but I want to change and grow and transform and reinvent, and I want to do it as quickly and aggressively as I possibly can. I do feel an intense sense of urgency, a sense of mission, an obsession to change, because to truly change, that's the sort of commitment it's going to take. You have to make it your mission. You have to become obsessed with that mission. You have to burn the boats. You have to take quitting off the table. Again, no more steps backwards. Again, no shortcuts. And again, I want the most growth possible, and I want it as quickly as possible. And here's how I plan to do it. By deciding who and what I want to be, by developing a personal program for becoming that person, by following that program with absolute vigilance and discipline and getting up and going to battle every single day. And that battle is with me, me versus me, you versus you. I'm not playing the comparison game. It is me v. me, period. I'm at war with me. Not you, not the Joneses, not the person I used to be, not another influencer or host, me. If I win the battle with me, the rest will take care of itself. Here is my plan. I get up every single morning and I attack every single day with discipline in all things. I don't talk about it anymore. I don't think about it anymore. I just take massive action. Every single day in things that move me closer to that person I want to become. And if it doesn't serve me or pushes me away from that person I want to become, then I don't do it. Then I don't think it. Then I don't drink it. Then I don't eat it. Then I don't watch it. I don't consume it. Any of it. Just clean burning fuel for the mind, body, and life. I am focused on daily discipline and taking massive action. Oh, and one more thing, and it brings me to our guest today. The other thing that I'm completely committed to is being bold, bold as hell in all things. So it's not by accident that I'm relaunching this podcast with this guest. Jennifer Cohen is an absolute powerhouse, and she's somebody that I've wanted to meet as I've got tremendous respect for her and her work and her teachings. Honestly, there's a moment during this conversation that I experienced a sensation that I'd never felt before. Over a Zoom call, no less, I actually said to her, what is that? That's incredible. And her response was, you're funny. Are you messing with me? And I said, I'm not. I'm not. I literally think that what you just said somehow altered my brain chemistry, somehow triggered some crazy release of dopamine. What just happened there? So let's just say it's that kind of a conversation. She's a fitness personality, a best-selling author of an amazing book, Bigger, Better, Bolder, and she is a podcaster and a motivational speaker. She's awesome. In fact, I can't wait for you to hear this conversation. It is episode 59 of The Reinvention Project with Jim Rome and guest Jennifer Cohen, and it's coming at you right now. So this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. We're all looking to be our very best version of ourselves. So when you're at your best, you can do amazing things. However, sometimes life does bog you down. Sometimes you might feel overwhelmed. Sometimes you don't show up the way you want to show up and the way you need to show up. Working with a therapist can help you get closer to the best version of you. Because when you feel empowered, you're more prepared to take on everything that life throws at you. So maybe you've been thinking about this. 
If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, flexible, affordable, and it's entirely online. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched up with a licensed therapist. And you can switch therapists anytime you want for no additional charge. It's a great idea. It's a great product. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash jimrome, all one word, and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash jimrome, all one word. Betterhelp.com slash jimrome. So, Jen, I'm a tremendous admirer of your work, your message, you personally. It is so great to meet you. Thank you so much for making time for this conversation. How are you, Jen? I am doing very well. Thank you. And thank you for that nice introduction. It's pleasure to meet you, Jim. Great. You too. So you've written a tremendous book called Bigger, Better, and Bolder, which we're going to get to in a moment. But let me say this. You are also an entrepreneur. You're a keynote speaker. You're a fitness expert. You have a killer podcast to boot. So do this for me, Jen. Take me back. What were you like growing up? For instance, were you some sort of exceptional super kid who was able to distinguish herself from her peers at a very early age? Uh, that's hilarious. Uh, no, I was actually the complete opposite of extraordinary. Um, I think I was I was very just average, very mediocre in everything. I, um, I wasn't a great student. I wasn't exceptionally talented in anything. Um, but one thing I always did possess was a curiosity and that was kind of like the kernel to whatever else, everything else I kind of did afterwards, which curiosity was kind of my gateway for opportunity for my boldness. And it really kind of led me on this trajectory that it doesn't really, it, it, it taught me and it proved to me that Quite frankly, you don't have to be the smartest person in the room or the most talented, but you have to be bold and you have to be curious and you have to just ask for what you want. And it is amazing the kind of opportunities and doors that opened, open for you when you just take that, that leap that no one ever thinks is necessary and usually like relies on those ladders, but there's the other things that I mentioned earlier. All right. So I love that response. I find that fascinating. And although you just did answer this, I'm going to ask you it directly. I mean, you are a high achiever. You spend plenty of time around other high achievers. So then in your opinion, what is more important? Is it being supremely talented and brilliant or is it being bold? Absolutely. Being bold is the secret sauce to success. Way over being talented, way over being smart. Now, I want to make sure people understand, I'm not saying smart people can't be bold and bold people cannot be smart, but I do think that it's boldness, that's the secret sauce. And um, to me, you know, I was never a high achiever, but I, I became one through my habits. And now I think what, what happens, and people should understand this, is that you can really become anything you want to become by just acting as if. And doing certain things every single day, creating a structure, routine, habits that kind of puts you and elevate you, creates a different path, like neural pathways in your head. And that becomes your new normal if you do it enough. Right, and so right. So for someone who is pretty ordinary, right, I've led a life, not to say I'm I'm ordinary, but I let, I've been leading a life of extraordinary because of the fact that I put myself in those, those positions too. 
Jen, I'm sorry to interrupt you. That something weird happened during that response, and maybe even you can explain this to me. I mean this sincerely. Something really strange happened. I like, like, I had like, like, it felt like an injection or a flood of dopamine because there were so many fascinating <laughs> things that you just said. Like, I've done this. Listen, I don't know how well you know me. I've interviewed interesting people for the better part of three decades. I've done this particular podcast now for 50-some-odd episodes. That's never happened before. That was a really, really strange sensation, like like sensory overload, because there were so many things that were so interesting. What exactly just happened to me? <laughs> oh, my God, you're hilarious. Um, I don't except know. That I I mean it. Except that I mean it, and it really happened. I was going to say, except that I really meant what I just said to you. That. I, I mean, I'm kind of funny, but I don't mean to be funny. That that was really weird and awesome. Wow. I don't know. I, I don't even know if you're joking or not. But no, I I'm, like not. It. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you're going you're gonna to get off this phone call and say to your person, like, what's he all about? Did he mean that? Like, I, yeah, I meant that. I meant that. Anyway, so that I'm just being wow, real with you. you. That, just, that, that just happened. And one other person to take action. I mean, wild. So let me ask you, I mean, the, the obvious follow after that that strange and interesting moment is this. If being bold is the secret sauce, how do you become more bold? For instance, is it a skill? Is it a muscle you can develop? How about the fact that it's both? Mm -hmm. Being bold is a skill, and it's a muscle that you have to work all the time. You know, I use the analogy of going to the gym, right, because of my fitness background. If you want to be strong, if you want to be fit— you don't go to the gym one day and think you're going to be strong forever. And you don't get a six pack from doing one crunch, right? You've got to be consistent daily and work those muscles all the time consistently to become strong and fit and to maintain your strength. And I feel like being bold is just the same thing. It's a muscle that you have to work constantly, consistently to not only become it, but then also to maintain it. And uh, I don't think it's something that you're necessarily, and I actually know this, you don't have to necessarily be born being bold, but you can learn to be bold and harness the skill by practice and being consistent. And that is really the, the through line of my entire book and my entire message is just because you're not something right now or you were born a certain way, that is no excuse and no reason that that for you not to become something if you really have the desire to become something. You know, we're talking about boldness, Jen, but you mentioned fitness, and I was going to get to this later on in the conversation, but since you mentioned it right there, I'm going to follow up. Like, you have this great background in fitness, and I know that you believe that fitness really is a microcosm of the world around us. Can you explain how so? For instance, how has fitness benefited you in every aspect of your life, business and personal, and not just the physical? Well, first of all, the fact that you even just said that, the microcosm piece, shows me and tells me that you actually have listened to me before, because that is exactly the words I use uh, to really explain and define the difference. Like, I do believe that fitness is a microcosm for like everything else. And I think because in the business of fitness or in when you take fitness somewhat seriously, uh, it, it teaches you tremendous life skills and it gives you a foundation for everything else in life, which is discipline, patience, right? Patience, because you want to have like, you're trying to achieve a goal and you have to work at it. And it's very slow and it's very slow. Um, goal setting, uh, self-confidence at also all those things, by the way, are things that you need for life, right? You need to have discipline for anything you want to succeed for. You need to have goals. 
you know, you, you need to know how to goal set. You need to have patience because nothing happens overnight. So like all of these things were taught to me because I was someone who started to take fitness more seriously. And it really kind of became a gateway for success in so many other areas of my life. And that's why part of, um, part of in my book, I talk about one of the very core habits that I think people really have to integrate into their life is a form of activity and exercise because of what it does for you beyond just the physical. I was going to say, Jen, are the benefits of fitness, I know it's both, but are they more physical or maybe can they even be more cognitive? By the way, I think fitness for me, it changes, right? And I think that it's very short-sighted when a lot of people just think of fitness being about getting a great butt, getting some great abs, because to me, it has been so much more. I think also, I think also as you get older, right? As you age, you do it for different reasons. You may start young as a young person doing it for more vanity reasons, Uh, but as you get older, you know, the reality is this, this, that is the most natural form of dopamine, right. That you can give to yourself, right. Yeah. And the the cognitive ability, the the cognitive effects, and I'm talking, uh, being more focused, having, being more alert, being more productive, giving you more energy. Like it's interesting when I always hear people say things like, you know, I'm, I'm too tired to work out. I don't have the energy but the, the missing piece here is that actually when you when you work out, it, it energy gets it gets energy, right? Like if I don't work out, I'm more sluggish, like sluggish the rest of the day. I have much more, I'm much more lethargic the rest of the day. If I actually work out and sweat, I'm much more productive. I mean, my brain is just at a different decibel level and I have way more energy and I'm way more productive with tasks that I have to knock off of my list. So I feel like if people actually started to integrate some form of activity into their day-to-day life um, and, and stick with it long enough, their benefits, well, the, the benefits are so much way and beyond more than just having a great ass. Can I say that word on your show, Jim? You absolutely can. You, you can say any word you want, Jen. I, I use much worse words than that on this show. I'm on my, I'm on my best behavior today. Yes, you can. Oh, that's yes, hilarious. You can. Well, don't, you don't have to be. You don't have to be. Okay. Be yourself. It's your show. Yeah. Okay, Jen. Shit. <laughs> See, there you go. There you go. But, but I don't, I don't want to be gratuitous. I don't want to be gratuitous. But yes, you can say ass on this show. Okay. And you're right. There's a lot more to it than having a great ass. Nothing wrong with that. But there are a lot more benefits right. to it. You know, to that point, Jen, like you're a huge believer also, I know, in this notion that something in motion stays in motion. I love that. Exactly. What does that mean? It means I'm a big action. I'm a big person who believes in action, right? I don't love stagnation. And I think that part of being bold uh, and part of really going after what you want is, and this is what I, I'm going to take a step back, actually. Sure. Uh, it's important for, it's important that I, I want people to understand that this book is really about designing a life for yourself that has, that's much more deliberate that is much more curated to who you really are authentically, right? And that's why my whole message is to chase the the life you want, not just to take the life you get. And in that, with that being said, you have to be in act, you have to be acting, doing, you know, in motion, right? Because something in motion does stay in motion, right? It's called momentum. And things that are stagnant stay stagnant. 
And by that, I mean, you don't have to have all the answers. You don't even have to have a destination, but pick a direction, pick a direction and, and start moving in that direction. Even if you don't have all the answers, even if you don't know exactly that one thing that's so specific, at least while you're going and doing, you will figure it out. But that's why when people, and I'm sure you notice this, Jim, the people who have jobs are the ones who usually get the best job offers from different different places, right? It's the people in relationships that tend to meet other people, right? Because they're in, they're already, they're doing something. They're not sitting on their couch watching Netflix. They're not sitting there thinking and, you know, they're, they're already like doing and, and acting and they're in the momentum of life. I, I, it makes so much sense to me, and I get that and I understand that. Jen, what about somebody who says, and they're, they're hearing it, and intellectually they understand it, but man, they just, they're inert, right? They don't feel good about themselves. Right. What if somebody says, Jen, listen, I really don't feel like I am good enough. I really don't feel like I am talented enough. I don't feel like I'm smart enough. And as we know, if this is what you're led to believe, or you tell yourself this and you start at an early age, you're going to believe that. And it's going to be hard to shake that. And if that person's in that spot, what do you tell that person? You know, it's interesting. So first of all, that's most of us, right? Most of us have self-doubt. Most of us don't try because we are afraid of failing. We are afraid of rejection. And we don't think we're good enough. We don't think we're smart enough. We don't think we're talented enough. But the good news is this is where mediocrity becomes a strength. And if people can reframe in their brain who actually disrupts the world, who actually are the biggest successes in the world, they would know that it's the people that are actually started out being more average. But the people who actually persevered are the ones who win. The ones who are bold are the ones who win. It's not the people who are talented, like we said, not the people who are the most intelligent academically that win. You have to reframe how you, how you, your perception of what you think. And I'm not saying tomorrow go out there and like, you know, you're going to crush the world tomorrow. But what I am saying is start by doing a little thing every day. You're right. Like in my book, I talk about these actionable things that people can do daily to build up the skill of boldness, right? You can't get, com you can't ask for a big thing in, the, in life if you're not comfortable asking for a little thing. So you start with these small little wins that actually accumulate and compound over time. And that's how you end up becoming the person you wanna be. So I tell people when they feel that way, it's like, don't, I say, get out of your own way. You know, there's enough, there's enough, self, there's enough rejection in the world. Don't self-reject, right? And start doing something small. And by the way, the best way to gain confidence is by having a small win because that, that's how you compound those wins. And that is what I tell people. You need to stack dubs. You need to stack wins. And what we're talking about, yeah. Jen, you write, you write about this and you talk about this. And I love this concept. What we're kind of talking about is something you call the 10% target. What is the 10% yep. target for those who do not know? Yes, the 10% target is this philosophy that I, it's a whole methodology, I should call it. Uh, that I talk about the book and my TED talk everywhere else. And it's about the fact that people, I tell people, pick one thing you want in life, one thing, and then make 10 attempts at getting it. Now, in that process, in that journey, you may actually not even get the goal. Actually, a lot of times you don't get the goal. But what I do promise you is that 
If you don't get that actual thing, another opportunity will present itself that you didn't even know existed by just going down that path. And then the other thing it teaches you is failure, right? Because now you are reframing what failure is. Failure is just an attempt. It's one attempt. It's a second attempt. It's a third attempt. And the more attempts you make, the more comfortable you get at that feeling where then you become much more resilient. And what happens is then you're not as scared to, keep, to, to try again and again and again. So it kind of like it gives you a shield of such for failing. And like I said, it, just, it basically desensitizes you to the feeling of failure. So you can keep on going, getting up and going after something. And it teaches you that it teaches you how to do it through that 10% target. You know, it's interesting, Jen, because like I, what I ended up doing in my calling in life when I went into broadcasting, that worked out pretty well for me. But there was a time when I abandoned the dream and I went into sales and I was super motivated to be really good at it. And I read every single book back in the day written on sales and I wanted it so badly, but I just sucked. I just, I, I was terrible. I was just terrible. And one of the things, but but there were so there were so many lessons that I got from it that I applied to my broadcast career that really I did benefit from. And one of those things was it's not how many no's, it's how many yeses. And all you need is yes. one big yes to cover all the no's, right? It seems to me, if you're saying to me, pick the one thing you want in life and try ten times. It's a, a tremendous thought, right? Most people will never even try the 10 times. And most people would say if you fail 90% of the time, you are a failure in life. But you know exactly what I'm saying, right? It's if you succeed 10% of the time, 10% can cover the 90% or even less than the 10% can cover the 90%. 100%. So this is, the, this is the truth, okay? The truth is this. Most people don't even make one attempt, right, to go after whatever it is that they want. Almost nobody, right, goes makes two attempts. So if you're somebody who's going and making 10 attempts, you are ready a, by sheer volume alone, you're going to win, right? If the majority of people aren't doing it at all and you're one person who's doing it over and over again, you're going to win. And this is basically why I think I've won a lot of things is because even though I've failed almost everything in my life, I was relentless and I was, I, I persevered through the failing where just through sheer volume, uh, no, you know, like I'm going to win at something and you know, you're a sports guy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, the whole baseball thing, right? The whole batting thing, you, you know, more than me, what the analogy yes, is, but like you all fail, you need is one. Yeah. Right. Well, now actually, if you fail seven times out of 10, you're an all-star. If you fail -star, six right. times out of 10, you're immortal. So yes, you, you need to be a volume shooter to be sure. But let's be very clear about this. What you've done is you've reframed the way we see failure. Failure sucks. Failure hurts. That's why people don't try. How did you Jedi mind trick yourself or how should we see failure so it empowers us and knows that actually the more times you fail, the closer you're getting to something, right? Well, because that's 100%. I did. Well, could you know why? Because when I was a young girl in my teens, right, I I tried it out. I got I became bolder and bolder as I got older and older because I saw the the effects of it. Right, when I was younger, I did I did a, a few things 
where people are like, oh my God, that you'll never, I'll just give you an example, actually in my older, in my career later on. Okay. Sure. I, I started a fitness app, right. And I had this whole, I know, I know nothing about technology. I'm absolutely, I can barely even turn on my computer. And I had this idea to do a fitness app. Right. And I'm like, I'm going to do, it's called hot five. It's going to be five minute workouts. I want to do it like this. I want to do it like that. And everybody laughed at me. They're like, what do you know about technology? You know about fitness, stick to a squat and a lunge type of thing, right? And I'm like, no, I want to do this. And I think we can do that. So what I did was I leaned in my strengths, right? And I found people who were good at my weaknesses and I created an app. And then, you know, cut to two years later, that app got acquired by Weight Watchers, right? Someone who knew nothing about technology, nothing about this, nothing about that. And the, the reason why I'm telling you this story is that you have to be able to like not listen to naysayers around you and and act if you have something that you're interested in, not worrying about the failing, not worrying about if you have the, all the information, not worrying about, because people figure things out as they go. And it's the people that even when they fail at doing something, it doesn't deter them from coming back up and doing it. So the Jedi mind trick, so to speak to me, from a very young age was not a being very, very conscious, very cautious of who I take my advice from and who I listen to. Right. And, and as I actually attempted at things, seeing that it, through the numbers, how I was winning versus the people I knew who, yeah, they were smarter than me. Maybe, you know, they had, they, they had the DAC stacked for them when I had mine against me, but I was still winning at life. And I noticed that in a very young age. And that's why I kept on being very, I, I kind of persevered. And it, I feel like people need to understand that. A, it's a, it's a numbers game. B, it's volume. And three, you have to reframe a lot of these negative thoughts that you have in your head and go for it. And you cannot win if you don't even try. Now, Jen, you also 100%. write about something. I love this. You write about something that you call the bold of directors. What yes. is the bold of directors and why is that so critical? Well, the bold of directors is the one of the most critical things you can do, right? Because you want to, the, the thing is we are a sum of the five people that we surround ourselves with. So if we're surrounding ourselves with people who don't have our best interest at heart, right? And who really don't want us to win and they all, and you're, and you're asking advice to people who don't have the wherewithal, the knowledge, the experience, and then you're using them as your benchmark to tell you, like I was talking about earlier, about you know, about starting a company, not starting a company, this thing or that thing. It's very important to build a team of people around you that are like-minded, that want to see you win, where you have similar goals in mind, and who elevate you, right? These people are gonna be a who you rub, you rub off on, or they rub off on you, right? These are the people who are going to help give you support and confidence and kind of like the be, being kind of like a really good, like a good, like accountability partner, so to speak, uh, when it's so important. I don't believe anybody is self-made in the world. Nobody is self-made. You need to have a team of people around you who are all in it for the same goal. And to me, you have, that's why it's important. Like you've got to find these people through different masterminds and there's different face community groups. You can find them through like uh, similar interests as you, like the like running groups, you know, like you find people 
that you are similar to, and those become your tribe and people versus just the people that like are around you because it's kind of, it's kind of just happened that way. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yes. Be, you are who you roll with. You are who you, you are. Roll and with. you have to be deliberate about that. Yes. And intentional. And intentional. I think this is all about, this is my entire point in life is like, be intentional about the life you're living. Be deliberate. Don't just let things happen to you, you know, and say, eh, you know, like, you know, how's your job? Eh, it's okay. How's your relationship? Eh, it's fine. Like, don't live a life as, eh, it's okay and eh, it's so fine. Jen, like, Jen, let me, let me jump in and ask you. I'm sorry to interrupt. I never interrupt a guest, but I want to ask you what you're getting because I know what you're getting at. <laughs> Tell me this. Why is good enough actually not good enough? Well, good enough isn't good enough because it's not good enough, right? <laughs> I mean, you have to make a decision if you want to live a life that's ordinary or extraordinary, right? And if you want to live a life that is is kind of self, if you want to self-actualize, right? And if you see yourself when you were a little kid living a certain life that you wanted for your for yourself, things don't just happen by accident. You got to take ownership and agency of that and be much more deliberate to make it happen much more conscientious and make it happen for yourself nobody's coming to save you nobody's giving you anything so you have to you have to put in the work put in the effort and put in put make it happen for yourself i'm a big believer in in being the master of your destiny and not let external forces basically dictate what happens in your life be the CEO of your own life. Jen, before I let you Be go, let me CEO ask you this. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Like, who who then are our biggest enemies? For instance, is it the people that we're competing with, or more often than not, are we just our own biggest enemy? Oh, I think we are our own we are our own worst enemy for sure. I think that we stand in our own way more than any other competitor can ever do for ourselves, right? We, it's, it becomes about our own self-efficacy, our self-belief in ourselves, And we put our own barriers in front of us for us to win, right? We only win to a, to a place where we think we deserve that, that place, you know, like we create these barriers for ourselves. And like I said, at the beginning of this, of this podcast, that you know there's enough rejection and naysaying in the world don't be that don't self-reject right be your own biggest cheerleader be the ceo of your life be deliberate uh it's never the and and don't look in someone else's yard right you got to stay in your own you got to look at yourself and think of how you can be how can, how can you do better how can i be better today than i was yesterday how can I go and get what I want? How do I not just live the life I get and live in this good enough place? Taking the agency, putting the onus on you is really what it's about. So, Jen, one last thought before I take our listeners. And what, what an amazing conversation this is. Before I send our listeners to where they can find your book and everything else about you, let me ask you this. What is the difference between taking a risk and making a bold move? Are they different things? Risk and bold, being being taking a risk and being bold, they're 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 cousins, but they're different. So when I talk about being bold, I'm talking much more about being deliberate, and and speaking up for yourself 
and being much more conscientious of how you're living your life and the life that you are wanting to live. When I think of a risk, I think I think the boldness is being having is basically taking calculating risks as opposed to just being risky for the sake of being risky, which is being too impulsive to the point where it could be dangerous, you know, where you have a family of four and they're relying on you to, you know, to pay the bills and put food on the table. So in a situation like that, just quitting your job, I don't recommend, right? But I recommend like, if that, like, I think it's being more calculated and deliberate and putting a plan in action where you can actually make those bold moves, right? So I think there's a much more, there's a much more, like, there's more of a calculation or a strategic place in being bold because it, it requires, first of all, to be somewhat self-aware and think of like, well, okay, what is it? Like, what direction do I really want to be in? What do I like to do? What are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? Versus just risky. Yeah, like if, if I'm 4'11", I'm not going to try to be an NBA player, right? That's just stupid, right? <laughs> That's not bold. That's just not smart. That's not being bold. That's just being stupid. Yes, yes. So I, I also risk. We're, we're talking about don't be reckless, be bold. You see, Janice? Yeah, that's the truth. Don't be re being reckless is very different than being bold. Right. Right. Now you see this is why I began this conversation by saying, "Jen, it is so great to meet you. Uh what an amazing conversation and I knew it would be. Do this for me. Can you remind our listeners where they can pick up your incredible new book, Bigger, Better and Bolder? And then also, it would seem pretty self-evident, but where can they find you on social media and find everything else that you were doing?" Well, they can find me, uh, they can they can pick up the book anywhere the books are sold. Amazon, they can go to Barnes & Noble, Target, you know, all those all those fine bookstores or, or places they can find it. And they can also find me at The Real Jen Cohen, which is my Instagram. I'm also on TikTok, The Real Jen Cohen. Jen, thank you so much for making time for this because given what you just laid out, I know what your days are like and how committed you are. And I really, I'm very grateful that you found the time to do this and found value in this. And I just appreciate this so much. It's so great to meet you. And thanks so much for doing that. Oh, you're so kind. It was a pleasure to meet you too. Thank you for having me on your show. No one likes I told you so, but... I told you so. That's why I'd been sitting on that conversation for a minute or two. I want to make sure that when we brought the reinvention project back with a new partner, Cloud 10 Media, and I dropped my first episode of 2023, it would be an ass kicker. And that's exactly what it is. And that's exactly what Jennifer Cohen does. She kicks ass. I absolutely love her mindset and relentlessness and the message that it's better to have rejection than regret. It's so simple, but it's so brilliant. Most people are so terrified of rejection when regret is actually so much worse. Regret gets you nothing. Rejection, on the other hand, gets you closer to your goals and your targets. And it sharpens you and it toughens you. It thickens your skin and it cuts a toughness groove in your brain. It really is true. It's not how many no's. It's how many yeses, because one big yes cancels out hundreds of no's. And it's not for you to know when that one big yes is coming. But I can tell you this, you'll never get it if you don't put yourself out there, if you don't put yourself on the line, 
if you're not bold as hell in everything you do. It is officially go time. We are all on the clock. The sooner you get into the game and commit, the sooner you can become the person you've always wanted to be and live the life you've always wanted to live. And I don't care if you're 15 or 75. Decide, commit, and go. It's go time. Let's do this. My thanks to Jennifer Cohen for that amazing conversation. Once again, her new book, Bigger, Better, and Bolder, is a must-read. I would encourage you to go get it immediately and follow her on social media. Her content truly is clean, burning fuel for the mind and body. And if you like what you just heard, I would really appreciate if you hit the subscribe button and leave a nice five-star review and just know how much I appreciate you finding this pod and consuming this content. Have an absolutely amazing week, and I will catch you next time right here on The Reinvention Project with Jim Rome. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.